This podcast is designed to provide helpful information on the subjects discussed and should not be used to diagnose or treat any medical condition. For diagnosis or treatment of any medical problem, consult your own licensed physician or healthcare provider. Welcome to Prostate Cancer Aware. I'm Jonathan Chance. Thank you so much for joining me. As always, don't forget to tell your friends and family members to listen to Prostate Cancer Aware. On this episode, I've got a very special guest who will be talking with me about a fascinating study that looked at using music to help patients during cancer treatment. Now, I did this during my cancer treatments and mentioned this in my book, Unaware, And so when I read about this study, I knew I had to share the results with you and talk with the distinguished doctor who conducted it. If you are a cancer patient or you know someone that's been diagnosed with cancer, you do not want to miss this episode. Joining me now on the phone is Dr. Felicity Harper, who is the Associate Center Director for Population Sciences at the Barbara Ann Carmanis Cancer Institute and a professor and division head in the Department of Oncology at the Wayne State University School of Medicine. Dr. Harper works with patients and their families across the cancer care continuum from diagnosis to survivorship. As a National Institutes of Health-funded researcher, Dr. Harper has studied the psychological and social factors that influence the emotional well-being, quality of life, and health behavior of cancer patients and their families for the past 20 years. Dr. Harper, welcome to Prostate Cancer Aware. Well, it's great to be here. Dr. Harper, I'm so excited to have you as my guest because when I was battling aggressive prostate cancer, I used music as a tool to help me get through my cancer treatments, as well as using it to help me deal with the anxiety that was associated with my cancer diagnosis. You are a big believer in this. So I want to start by asking you, what led you to study using music as a tool for distress during cancer treatment? Well, you know, I'm a professor in the Department of Oncology at Carmanus Cancer Institute, but I'm a clinical psychologist by training. And so what that means is that I help patients and their caregivers, anyone in their family, sort of deal with uh, how to manage stress and how to cope with treatment. And my research is really along those same lines. Um, You know, one of the things that, that we know about the research in this area with related to music and music interventions is that in cancer patients, these have actually been very successful. But what hadn't been done was looking at, in a very discrete period of time, so for example, in just one hour, could music make a difference for people? And, you know, the idea is that music is everywhere in our lives. You know, it's a soundtrack of our lives, if you will, like we hear it waking up, we sometimes listen to it going to bed for entertainment, when you're shopping, when you're working out. So we listen to music all the time for a lot of different reasons, and people get enjoyment out of it. And so the idea was, okay, well, let's see if just having people in in something of a high-stress situation when they're receiving chemotherapy, if we just have them listen to this music, could it be as easy as that? 
And that's really where the idea was born. Using music as a tool for distress during cancer treatment, I think, is a wonderful alternative for cancer patients as opposed to prescribing anxiety medicine. I want you to tell us about the study, how you conducted it, and the outcomes for the patients. So this was what we call a randomized clinical trial, which meant that we recruited people into the study and they were randomly assigned to a music condition or a control condition. What the music condition was is essentially that people were allowed to listen to music for up to 60 minutes um, during their chemotherapy infusion, and they were allowed to pick the type of music. So we had genres from, you know, 60s, 70s, classic, Motown, and people were given an iPod programmed with that particular music. So being based here in Detroit at the Carmanis Cancer Institute, we recruited patients from our uh, chemotherapy infusion sites, both in Detroit and then at four other treatment sites um, near McLaren hospitals across the state of Michigan. So over half of those patients had advanced stage cancer, so either stage three or four. So as I said, they were given this permission or given the access to this music, and we asked them before they listened to the music or for the control participants, we asked them at the beginning of the 60-minute period to report on their positive emotions, their negative emotions, their distress, and their pain. Um, and what we found is that almost all of them listened to music in the music intervention group for the whole 60 minutes. Um, and so we were really surprised but also very pleased um, to find out, as you said, something that didn't involve any medication, is so simple and low cost, would have a positive impact on people. Dr. Harper, your research and the findings are very encouraging. Do you have any follow-up studies planned? Sure. So, you know, as we found in our study, we found that the music really helped uh, improve positive emotions. It helped decrease negative emotions. It can be distraction. It can, you know, take people's mind off things. It can give them something else to think about and, and decrease people's distress, although it didn't have an effect on pain. And one of the other pieces that we know or noticed is that most people who come in for an infusion bring someone with them. So they have someone else who is either in the room um, or hanging out nearby to provide support to them. And so that also got us thinking was, well, if music is good for the patients, would this also be good for the caregivers who are there, you know, to spend the same amount of time? And even though they're not getting the infusion, it's a stressful situation. So we thought, well, maybe this is this could be good for the caregivers. And so our next study is to take a look at whether music had a benefit on caregivers. And the second piece of that is that whether each of them listening to music had an impact on the other person. So if the patient was listening to music and they seemed calmer, did that help the caregivers be calmer? And vice versa, if caregivers were calmer, did that also help reduce stress and um, make patients feel more positive? So that's really the next direction that we're going with this is because so many people have caregivers, and we know that there's a huge impact of cancer on caregivers. So to be able to offer this intervention to caregivers and, and patients together, you know, if it works for a patient, how, patients, how great would that be if it also helped caregivers at the same time? As a cancer survivor, I know I experienced anxiety before my upcoming treatments, 
and a recent possible flare-up. Do you have any tips for handling these feelings of anxiety? Well, I think one thing that you mentioned a minute ago is that sort of saying, hey, you know, I'm feeling a little bit anxious. I should go listen to music for, for 20 minutes. And I think one of the most difficult things is that we don't always realize we need to do that. And so I think one of the things that I always encourage patients to do is it's to take your stress temperature. So the same way as you would take your temperature to see if you have a fever, I think it's equally important to check in with yourself and sort of get a sense of, okay, where is my stress level from zero to 100? And sometimes we say, gosh, it's up at 60 or 70. I wasn't really, I didn't realize that. So it's sort of making time for us to say, okay, I'm feeling uh, I, something, I'm not feeling great today or something's feeling off. Why don't I just stop? I'm going to take my stress temperature. And then when we know that we're stressed, it's sort of as a reminder to us like, hey, I need to do something here and I need to take some time out or I need to do something, you know, to kind of break my routine, which can be as simple as listening to music to help you reduce your stress. And I think that's really the key of it is that we're finding all different kinds of ways. To, to reduce stress. I mean, we have support groups, art therapy, yoga, and of course, you know, there's always at our institution and many institutions, there's clinical psychologists that you can go speak to. And I think it's really important that you get a sense of when I need things and now you know, well, this is something that I can use when I'm feeling stressful, stressed out. You just mentioned stress temperature. How does someone take their stress temperature? People think uh, I'm going crazy, and I often have patients coming into my office. In fact, I, I um, did a recent article where uh, the title was, You're Not Crazy, You Just Have Cancer. People will come in and say, I feel crazy, I, these thoughts that are going through my head, and I will say, you have cancer. A lot of people have these thoughts. And so I think part of it is just sort of reminding yourself, like, these are normal experiences for someone who's going through cancer. Now, if it feels like it's more than that, that's certainly something that you should call your oncologist or you check in with your primary care and sort of say, I feel like this is more than anxiety. But stepping back to talk about how you take your stress temperature is I encourage people to sort of set up a routine. If you drink coffee first thing in the morning, when you have your first cup of coffee is you sort of check in with yourself and say, okay, how am I feeling today? If a normal day... And if you're feel, even if you're feeling good, you might say, well, you know, zero to a hundred. I actually, I'm not really stressed about that much. So I'm a 10. Okay. That's great. The next day you are feeling very overwhelmed. You're, you know, having a lot of physical symptoms of anxiety, sort of maybe you're having shortness of breath or feeling dizzy or you have racing thoughts. Maybe you can't sleep. When you take that temperature the next day, you'll think, oh, now I know what a 10 was. Well, I'm clearly not a 10. So maybe, maybe I'm at about a 60. And then I think you can ask yourself, all right, if I'm, what, what means I'm not a 50? And what would make it a 70? And I think it's a scale that you have to develop kind of relatively speaking. But I'd say anything under 50, you know, that's pretty manageable. And I wouldn't be too concerned about that. I think not meaning that you shouldn't do something like maybe I need to go listen to music because any amount of stress can be not great. But I think when it's consistently getting up 70, 80, and it's like that every single day, that's when I would take a little bit more caution and sort of say, maybe I need to follow up. Maybe I need to make an appointment with a psychologist. Maybe I should call my oncologist. 
um, to sort of get that sense of, so people kind of know, all right, what, what ballpark am I in? And sometimes people who have stress that are up at 80 every day, when they find things that work for them and they find coping tools, they actually find that they can decrease that themselves. So they say, I'm at an 80. Maybe what I need to do is I need to go um, listen to some music or maybe I need to go write in my journal. Maybe I need to go exercise. When that's done is you take your stress temperature and again and say, oh, well, maybe I'm down at a 55 now or a 60. Okay, now I know things that work for me. And it's because some of these things can be individual, I think it's a little bit about doing an experiment uh, with yourself about what works, what doesn't work, where are you relative, what's a 10 for you versus a 70 for you might be different for someone else. Dr. Harper, to wrap up this episode, I want you to tell our listeners again about using music as a tool for distress during a cancer diagnosis and treatment. Well, I think it's really that simple as listening to music. Find the music that you like. Find something that, um, you know, some people want to have a little bit of a peppy beat and some people want things to kind of calm them down. So whether it's a relaxing soundtrack or it's like a, you know, a, a soundtrack that kind of, you know, has a beat popping in it and that helps them. It's important to know what you like because not all music makes us feel the way that we want to feel because music can make us feel happy. It can make us feel sad. And I think it's important to, to that you pick the music that's going to induce the, the mood that you want. And I, I think you figure out what that is. You have that at the ready. And when you start to feel stressed, when you start to feel anxious, as you say to yourself, you know what, let's try this. Let's listen to some music. You can set a timer on your phone. You can do it for as little as five minutes. You could do it for as much as 30 minutes, really depending on what time you have. And listen to the music. See what happens. And maybe you're partway through and you realize, you know what, this isn't working for me. Okay, do I need to listen to some other music? Maybe I need to go take a walk with music. Maybe that's what I need to do. But I think it's such a simple intervention that can be applied in so many different ways for people um, and can be a very effective solution to help people really reduce distress and improve their mood. Dr. Harper, this has been a very informative podcast for both cancer patients and their caregivers. I can't thank you enough for taking the time to be my special guest on this episode of Prostate Cancer Aware. Well, thank you. It's been my real pleasure. I'm always uh, excited to share our scientific findings with people. That's going to do it for this edition of Prostate Cancer Aware. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like more information about prostate cancer or my book, Unaware, which is an inspiring and informative story about my battle with prostate cancer, check out the show notes for our website. You can also click on the contact tab to ask us a question for a future episode of Prostate Cancer Aware. I'm Jonathan Chance. Thank you again for listening. And remember, stay aware and stay healthy. This podcast is designed to provide helpful information on the subjects discussed and should not be used to diagnose or treat any medical condition. For diagnosis or treatment of any medical problem, consult your own licensed physician or healthcare provider.